This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning television program. Those that are also watching on social media or listening on our shortwave radio programs, welcome. I'm going to be speaking on a subject that I think is very important. We could call it several titles. I'm calling it Follow Eagles. You could call it Follow the Righteous Warrior. Or who do you follow? Again, this is a live audience. We're in the chapel here at World Ministries International. Hebrews 13, 7 Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. If you're going to live an unshakable life, we have to follow the right people in our lives. Again, there's heresy all over the place. Jesus said, will I find faith? People are following bad examples whether it's in society, whether it's in politics, whether it's in the church. I mean, we have drag queens now invited into mainline churches. Uh, They're ordaining homosexuals in mainline churches. Um, Charismatic Pentecostal independent churches, even if you have the correct statement of faith, sometimes people are being led astray because their leader is being affected by what they would call the emerging truth. Well, the truth is the same. The word of God is the same, and Jesus is the same. That never fails. That never changes. God's morality, God's laws, God's ethics are the same. So point number one, follow the right people. A Christian leader should always set the example for others to follow. Again, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. That's what Paul said. Remember them. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Conversely, in a major news network report, one of the top sports figures, the kind of person that everybody thought was the ideal homegrown boy, was married and at the same time maintained relationships with multiple mistresses. The news media were talking about how this person's conduct will affect all the people who look to him as a role model. 
The reporter went on to suggest that people should focus on the person's athletic skills and not his personal life. I mean, that's what politicians want you to do now. Fifty years ago, if your life was tainted, even if they caught you in a lie, you were finished. But now there's such immorality. Hey, don't, don't look at my life. Look at my politics, what I stand for. Well, if we can't look at your life, does your politics reflect what you really mean? Because many of them lie. Character says something. Character means something. That's why it's important for parents to help their children find the right kind of role models today. Don't follow most professional athletes. Most professional athletes are very immoral, selfish, bad politics, woke culture, backing immorality, and are nothing more than, it's like spoiled brats. I'm talking about most sports professional athletes. You can't follow them. The NBA is notorious, these professionals. It's like a sailor, a woman in every port. All over the place, there's immorality. You want your children to follow that? For what? Why do you want your children to follow a selfish, woke, professional movie or athlete? Movie star or athlete? Why? I don't. Not at all. Number two, think of the future. Look ahead. We have to think about what the world would look like for our children and grandchildren. What are they going to be living in? We need to be teaching the kingdom principle of following the right people. Letting them have the right heroes or role models. Don't make heroes and idols out of anybody, including popular TV preachers, politicians, and sport figures. We can learn from the skills, abilities, and talents of such people. But when it comes down to the example of character... The Bible tells us clearly that we're supposed to look to spiritual leaders. Spiritual leaders. There's a wise saying, your gifts can take you very high, but only your character will keep you there. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, we're supposed to be careful. We're supposed to rely on the grace of God. We're supposed to understand and not judge other than recognize the hypocrisy, but don't follow it. If we're not careful, we will fall. From pride, take heed, the Bible says. Him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. 
We need to be quick to forgive, not condemn. Usually a person that will not forgive has too much pride. But for the grace of God, there go I. I'm not talking about tolerating sin, but I'm talking about being willing to forgive when there's repentance. Number three, Paul lived an unshakable life. He was the right type of <clears throat> role model. As a young preacher, I used the Apostle Paul all the time as an example. <clears throat> he was my hero in the Bible. Some people don't like to use Paul, but he was a tremendous role model. He was a tremendous representative of Jesus Christ and an ambassador. He was a tremendous servant of God. <clears throat> if all disciples would be as Paul, the world should be one. But they're not. Hypocrisy is everywhere. I've always said that the reason America is in a mess because the church is in a mess. The church is dysfunctional. Much of the church is backslidden. Even if we get into the evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic, independent churches that are not part of the mainline churches, even if the statement of faith is pretty good, yet many of them have been polluted by culture, by what they watch, what they listen to, what they've been taught in public schools and universities, taught by communists, atheists, evolutionists, Islamics. It has shaped who they are and what they think and what they view. They don't view the word of God as infallible, authoritative. Because they don't have that intimate relationship with Christ. If they did, they would be in love with God, the word of God, the flesh. As we're going to take communion, the flesh and the blood. Christ himself in love with. Christ himself inhaling him daily. Then they would understand what sin is and wouldn't condone it or blink at it. But if they understand it's life or death, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, if you accept him as Lord and Savior, Savior, the word believe, adhere, rely, trust, and obey. If we accept him, if we follow him, if we obey him, it's life. If we play the game, it's death. I shared many times when the plagues came from God on the Egyptians. The tenth plague, the death angel. If they violated the word of God, the Hebrews, and walked out, the firstborn would have died too. Many people like to violate the word of God, think it's not serious, and they can get away with it. And they wonder why their prayers aren't answered. You have no authority if you're violating the word of God saying, well, I broke every curse. You haven't broke nothing. You don't have the authority to. 
Philippians 4.9, the Apostle Paul said to his followers in Philippi, the things which you have learned, received, and heard, and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4.9, the things which you have learned, received, heard, saw, and these do. What's the onus? That you do them. Then the God of peace will be with you. If not, the God of peace will not be with you. He's also called a God of war, a God of judgment. In a sense, Paul was saying, if you listen to me and do what I do, and follow my wisdom and instructions, and learn the principles that I have learned about the kingdom of God, the peace of God, the God of peace will be with you as well. If you listen to me and do what I do and follow my wisdom and instruction. That's what Paul is saying. Paul had the God of peace with him. Denny, just think about him if you know your word, if you know your Bible, if you know the life of Paul. What a man, what he went through. But he had the God of peace. He was at peace. Do I think that he, all, he had never had anxiety? No. But I also think that he went right back to the word of God and what God said to dwell on good things. He maintained his peace. He was tempted but he continued to have peace. We can be tempted, and the Bible says, sin not. Be tempted and sin not. There is righteous anger that we're supposed to take action, and there's unrighteous anger that instead of bringing action for restoration, we want to destroy somebody. How do we deal with our anger or offense for restoration or destruction? Depends if. You know the God of peace depends if you have a living relationship with the flesh and the blood, the word of God, Jesus Christ himself. Paul had the God of peace with him, the God of shalom. The Hebrew word shalom means complete in well-being, complete in soundness. Complete in wholeness. Now, some people just know shalom. That's, it's more than hello and goodbye. It's well-being, soundness, and wholeness. May you have complete well-being. May you have complete soundness. May you have complete wholeness. When the Hebrews would say shalom, they were saying be made whole. Be complete in number. Be at rest. Wow. That's a little better idea of shalom. Be at rest. Be complete. Be healed. The Apostle Paul threw went through a whole lot of shaking in his life. 
including jail time, being beaten, shipwrecked, left for dead. It's amazing, some people, just a little bit of trouble, and they're really mad at God and everyone else. What would you do if God allowed you to go through the life of Paul? Would you have peace? Would you know peace? Part of the life of Paul was because he followed Christ. In other words, if we follow Christ to the end, we're going to also have more temptations and persecution and trials. But we can also have extended peace granted unto us. We can also reap a bigger harvest for the kingdom of God in this life, which reaps us a better harvest in eternity. You can have peace in the storm. Last week I spoke on peace in the storm. Because many people, everybody walks through storms in their life. Everybody. And you can have peace in the storm. If you didn't see my message last week, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and you can watch it. You can watch it on social media, on Rumble, on YouTube, Roku, and other 40 podcasts. Peace in the storm. At the end of the day, after everything Paul went through, he said, the God of peace has been with me. That's a tremendous testimony. I have known people, probably you have known people, people that really had an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, and no matter what they went through on their deathbed, they are giving God the glory. They're testifying to their nurses, to their doctors. They have peace. Because they knew the God of peace like Paul knew the God of peace. Paul left this world having finished his course, living in an unshakable life that all of us can follow. I could give you a lot of examples. The God of peace wants to manifest himself to you, with you, and in you. But there are some things you've got to do. You've got to learn to live the principles of the kingdom of God from the word of God and from others who have followed Christ before you. I watch tremendous people live the kingdom of God, and my relatives and father and his father who chose to go through a concentration camp rather than to leave the bride of Christ behind and escape. I watched people choose to go to prison or to be killed. As my brother-in-law was shot, or my father's brother-in-law, my uncle was shot in the head rather than 
escape to save him his life, and there was plenty time to escape. But Jesus was absolutely their God. They had the peace of God, knowing if he allowed them to die on earth, they would be promoted instantly in the twinkling of an eye. And they lived for that purpose, to serve God. Four, elders in the church and parents, in other words, those in authority, were talking about again, following eagles, following the righteous warrior. Who do you follow? God's word tells us that the elders of a church were to be examples to the flock of God, 1 Peter 5.3. It's important that we have active relationship with our leadership, who are godly and are spiritually mature role models in our lives. The Bible says, know them that labor among you. Know them. 1 Thessalonians 5.12. If I don't respect those in authority, I wouldn't attend that church. Do they live by the word of God? Do they maintain the word of God? Or do they change with culture? Are they willing to be persecuted, criticized? We need first-hand knowledge, seeing our leaders when the chips are down, how they respond, how they walk in faith through their circumstances. This type of example should be happening in our homes as well. Parents should be the number one spiritual leader in the household. Elders should be the number one spiritual leader in the church. In other words, mature men and women. And number five, the maturing process. Ready to serve. 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. In other words, a mature person, an elder a leader to follow. But a bishop, a leader, an elder, must be blameless. You can't see hypocrisy all through their life. The husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, not quarrelsome, not covetous, not a womanizer, but one who rules his own house well. Having his children in submission with all reverence, for if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? How will he take care of God's people? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil, his pride. Pride is selfishness. Righteousness is the will of God. Selfishness is the will of man. Selfishness is what gets us into trouble. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he falls into reproach and the snare of the devil. 
1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. It is not a wise practice to put people that are new in the faith into high levels of leadership because they have not had enough time to go through a maturing process. In their immaturity, they could be then tempted to be puffed up with pride. When you have a process that you go through to become a spiritual leader, then you're qualified. Or we recognize that you're not qualified. It's like putting one of your children, they've reached into their teenage years, in charge of the home. You have to judge, are they ready to be in charge of the home? Or you go out for a little date with your wife or husband and you've got a problem when you get back. There's a process. True leadership seeks out the process and promotes growth in spiritual character and maturity. We're supposed to follow true mature people. That kind of leadership is an example we need more of today. There's chiseling, hammering, things we go through. A maturing process to have the credibility and the maturity to lead. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to save America. We need a great awakening. Eagles saving nations. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.